It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Are you ready? Gift-giving season is nearly upon us. Easy with friend listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. We're friends who share a love of the holiday season, but sometimes have a little trouble finding that perfect present. Once again, this is Chi. And Elaine. And today we're bringing you a fun episode where we do some Christmas gift brainstorming ahead of time. Exactly. This year in particular, we've been warned by the news that there's probably going to be some shortages on certain gifts and toys, and even Christmas trees and decorations due to continued supply chain issues. So, since we normally take a while to come up with the perfect presents already, Chi and I thought it would be good to do an episode with some holiday gift ideas to inspire you to be thinking about your list. And also, if you like anything from our list, to grab it early so you're prepared. So jumping into it, Chi, who's the main people on your Christmas list this year? So this list of mine has changed quite a bit as I have gotten older and my family (laughs) circumstances has changed. Of course, early on, it was friends and siblings and parents. But now that I have two nephews and I also have kids of my own, in my family at least, Christmas gift giving mostly revolved around the kids. Mm-hmm. When my nephews were younger, we always concentrated on them. And then now that my girls are the youngest in the family, pretty much the whole family just enjoys sitting around the Christmas tree, watching them open up presents. And I have to say, <laughs> when I was pregnant with my oldest, I had a very specific idea of what I wanted Christmas to be like. And I covered this on a previous episode we did about Christmas that Mm -hmm. I grew up where presents and gifts were not part of the Christmas tradition. Right. Christmas has always been my favorite holiday. We did tons of other things, but it never had anything to do with giving presents or receiving presents. Mm -hmm. And so I originally had this idea that I didn't want to include any gift for my daughter when she was born. And I had thought that since my sister had grown up the same way I did, she would wholeheartedly agree. But instead, for my oldest daughter's first Christmas, my sister went crazy with the Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she just got more things than this little girl could possibly open. I remember Mm -hmm. after that, Christmas Eve, because that's another one of our family tradition is we open presents on Christmas Eve. My husband and I looked at each other and said, uh, we need to go to Ikea so we can buy some toy storage solution. Because prior <laughs> to that, we didn't need much toy storage. But yeah, my sister was like, it's cruelty not to do gifts for Christmas when you have kids. Now that they are seven and five, mm-hmm. we've come to a compromise. She has seen my side of things a little bit and understand the long-term effect of going that crazy all the time. I think she gave herself a pass knowing that my daughter was just a baby and probably Mm -hmm. won't remember any of that, but the rest of us could thoroughly enjoy the experience of watching her rip through all those wrappings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My family, we solely focus on doing gifts for the kids, but I know for my husband, 
he comes from a family that is the complete opposite of mine, where you give gifts to anybody and everybody, and it doesn't even matter what the gift is, really, Mm -hmm. as long as you have something to hand to somebody and then they can open. He doesn't even remember what gifts he gets, but he loves the experience of getting a box or getting a bag and, and ripping it open. And he just feels so loved when he gets something. And so every now and then I will surprise him and add him to my Christmas gift list and get Mm -hmm. him a little something. Sometimes it's just something small. And I mean, okay, so put it this way. Every year I try to at least get him something small because I Mm -hmm. realize that it's not the gift. It's his love language. Yeah, probably once every three years, I will do like a legit present for him. I'll pay attention if I know he's in need of something or he has something he's been wanting, then I'll save up for it and surprise Mm -hmm. him with it. But Mm -hmm. I'll always try to do something small just because exactly like you said, it's his love language. Of course, that's not my love language. So he doesn't have to worry about getting me. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that he saved money by not (laughs) giving me anything. Because mm-hmm. then I would just have to spend time trying to go return it and get my money back for it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what about you? Who's on your gift giving list these days? Well, same as you, my gift giving list has changed over the years as we've aged. Like you said, when we were younger, it used to be friends, cousins, aunts, families, whatever. I grew up in a family much like yours, where we did not do Christmas presents. And Christmas was not about gifts necessarily. But then I think in my early 20s to mid 20s, I really felt like gifts were so much fun. And I don't mean like random gifts. Like I would start in September thinking about what would be the perfect present for this person this year. In your early 20s, you can't afford shit. So (laughs) it's usually something small, but I would work really hard on finding something that was within my budget that I thought was really a perfect present for this person, whether it was aligned with their, I don't know, hobby that I knew about or an interest that they had and just something in that realm. I used to prep like 12 presents for you guys. There's like 12 of us in our friend group. We always did a Christmas get together, even though some of the friends were away at college, they would always come home and we could always count on getting together for Christmas. And you're right. We did try to do a little gift exchange every year. Yes. So I'd prep like 12 presents, which were generally whatever, because you had to get 12 of them. So the budget was not very large. (laughs) You know, we tried to keep it under 10, 15 bucks at best because 12 gifts at $10, 120 bucks. When you were a poor, either college student or fresh out of college, that was a lot of money. And at some point, I think it was actually Chi who suggested this, that we just mutually exclude each other from Christmas presents and we just go and have an experience together. Treat ourselves to a nice restaurant or something of the sort, maybe a a play, whatever, like a mutual experience. So let me kind of clarify who came up with the idea. It was Suling and I, because I believe at that time, her and I, we felt like we were the poorest. Or maybe it was just because we were the cheapest and so we felt the poorest. But we had a discussion about how hard it was to think of gift ideas. And it felt like we were just all giving each other the same gifts year after year. And then for our birthdays was when we decided that we were going to either show up for the activity that the birthday girl picked 
or you would have to give a present if you didn't show up. And so that was the compromise. And I don't know if you remember this, Elaine, but I remember sitting you down and bringing it up with you. This was prior to her evolved self and she was in transition, but she liked the birthday present idea. But when I told her about Christmas, she literally was like, what is the point of being friends anymore? (laughs) She had a bit of a breakdown. Because it was something she really enjoyed, that challenge of finding that present. So so this is how much sometimes she and I are on the same wavelength, was that I was actually going to say that I am the perfect example of that your love language can actually change. Because I feel like in my early 20s, I was very much like a gifts were my love language kind of thing. When we got good grades in school, my dad would go out and get us something that we wanted. And growing up in an immigrant family, right? Every present, like every extra item that they had to go spend money on was to me a representation of how much they loved us that they would sacrifice to go get that. And so in my early twenties, when she first proposed this, I was like, oh my God, it, it really felt like she was just like ripping part of my heart out. <laughs> but I have become this totally anti-gift person. Okay, not anti-gift. That just makes me sound like Scrooge. And this is one of my gifting issues. She is a minimalist. I aspire to be one. I was about to say I'm a minimalist, but that's just not true. <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly in a state of working on the minimalism. So then as I got older, I came to realize the wisdom of what is the point of going out and spending all this money on Christmas gifts when it probably is not an item that the A, the person you're gifting it to, or B, if you're receiving it, is something that you truly want or need, right? Yeah. Because you could just Again, you can save that money or you can all go have an experience. Now, like Chi, in your adult life, you have to make some concessions (laughs) for people in your life. Nick's family is big on Christmas gifts. And so the people on my list every year now are his family and usually my mom. My mom, she does not expect us to get her Christmas gifts every year. But every few years, my brother or I are kind of like, I think it's time to upgrade her phone or it's time to upgrade her Apple Watch. I think two years ago, we got her an Apple Watch as a present because she's about to hit 70 and she lives alone. Mm -hmm. So my brother said, hey, I've just been thinking, what if she falls or something and she has no way to call anybody? Apple Watches now have fall detection so they can actually send out a distress signal. So we pulled together, got her that as a Christmas present. Um, and my brother and I have long since stopped giving each other Christmas presents. What my brother and I always used to do as kids, we were very fair with Christmas presents. We might not be giving presents as a family, but he and I always traded one. Let's say he wanted this video game. It was $50 and I wanted something that was 30. Well, I'd find something else that I wanted that was 20 so that it would add up to $50. And then after a while, I was like, why don't we just go buy ourselves the shit? (laughs) When it's the same dollar amount anyway, because then we would have to discuss like, well, okay, well, what do you, what, what's on your list? What do you want? Well, uh, that's $62. That's 50. That's, you know, it was a great system in that we never fought about money. We just keep everything perfectly fair. And as a matter of fact, there's a saying in Chinese that 
with your siblings, you should really keep the money perfectly clear down to the penny because that way you don't fight with your family about money, which I totally agree with. Now, the thing is, I've also, in that category, eliminated presents for my sister-in-law and my niece. (laughs) Um, For my niece, I'm very much like you. I just don't know that I believe in a bunch of presents for children. And I feel deeply about this because I feel that I have personally suffered due to the rampant commercial materialism, right? Our society trains us to be, oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. No, you don't need any of that. You don't need to spend money on any of that. And I think in my youth, I probably spent more money than I needed to on crap I didn't need. I like the idea that if you grew up without presents, the way we grew up, that Christmas could be wonderful and fun and something you look forward to and cherish. And it would have nothing to do with whether or not your parents had money to buy you presents that year. We didn't grow up in a family that had an overabundance. Right. But it wasn't anything that I ever felt bad about. I would go to school, hear my friends talk about all their presents, and I'd be like, cool, nice. Oh, that sounds awesome. But I never personally felt poor or felt bad for myself because I didn't get Christmas presents. For me, I think Christmas had nothing to do with presents. And I really like that idea. I really like that you can still really enjoy that holiday without getting a single present. I agree. I also just think that society will teach them enough about materialism already without me piling on. And I feel very strongly about that. So what I've done for my niece is I started a investment account for her. I, I know this sounds not fun and unromantic, but when she inherits that, when she turns 18, she'll enjoy it much better than 18 years worth of Christmas presents. I hope. So I've started a custodial account for her where uh, I'm actually the legal guardian and it's under her name, where it's under her social security number and everything. And any money that goes in there belongs to her. It's money I have invested. Basically, every time that it's like a birthday or Christmas or whatever, I put money in the account instead of actually getting her something physical. So basically, these days, the gifts I mostly get are for Nick's family his mom and dad and his brother. And that's just because they enjoy the act of giving and receiving presents. I think for them, it's a very deeply tied in part of the Christmas holidays. And that's fine. I don't have trouble respecting other people's holiday traditions and whatnot. So I participate happily. The good thing is usually they send lists around. I like that a lot because I feel like, okay, if you like to get presents, Can you also include a list so that it makes it easier for me? As someone who, like you, is very practical and didn't grow up with this whole idea of gift giving, I don't want to have to guess. I would just like to know that what I got you is something you like because my default is to give you a gift card because that's the closest to cash that I could do without giving you cash. So the pluses of a Christmas list is definitely that They make a list and you can shop off their list. The negative part of a list is sometimes when you put far too practical presents on there, I'm talking about me. No one will get that for you because the present is not fun. (laughs) For example, last year I had a vacuum cleaner on my list. (laughs) And it was a very cheap vacuum cleaner. It was like $30. And 
nobody got me the vacuum cleaner. And I suspect that's because they were like, I'm not buying a woman a vacuum cleaner for Christmas. Why not? <laughs> if it's something that she wants or needs. I love vacuum cleaners. My Roomba is my third child. I love my <laughs> vacuum cleaner very, very much. Yep. Yeah. So back in college, remember that Bissell vacuum cleaner that we bought for like yes. $40 that lasted forever? Well, Bissell makes a $30 stick vacuum, which is just real lightweight. Like my husband, when we first got together, was like, what is this shit vacuum you have that's like so cheap <laughs> and whatever? He's like, I have a Dyson. And I'm like, okay, let's see which one we whip out more. His Dyson now sits in one of our closets, just taking up space. We haven't taken that thing out since we moved into this house. But guess who reaches for the little stick vacuum all the time? Because She's calling it, you out, Nick. She's calling yeah, you out. It is. I am. It's easy. It's lightweight. I'm telling you, it's great. Get yourself a stick vacuum. You'll never look back. Anyway, so aside from that, my father-in-law never gives us a list. And I secretly <laughs> suspect that's because he also doesn't necessarily care to receive a bunch of presents. Like he doesn't want us to go out of our way to buy a present for him. Yeah. But we do anyway. So I kind of enjoy the special challenge actually of buying a gift for my father-in-law. So last year I managed to get my hand on a bottle of Blanton's. For those of you who don't drink, it's a single barrel bourbon. He's a bourbon drinker and it's very popular and also mm. in short supply because there's one brewer in Kentucky makes it. I think last year, on average, they were in the 150 to 170 range. By the way, this bottle technically retails for something like $69, but like it's so popular and so rare. The markup is ridiculous. Yeah. This year, I've been calling around to all the little local liquor stores. I called one today that had it in stock. And they were like, yeah, you can walk in and pick it up for $220 cash. So the prices have gone up. Wow. What I would recommend is uh, if you have a in-law who has an appreciation of spirits, you can always get them something like a decanter set, which is probably what I'm defaulting to this year. Um, I think grooming kits, the fancy ones with the little brush and the soap where you can lather it up and do all that if they're really into grooming their facial hair. I think it just depends on what their personal interest is, right? For instance, my uncle in Canada loves fishing. And so when I buy him things, I usually get gear or lures. Also good, I once got a male coworker a sock advent calendar, which he just <laughs> loved the crap out of. Some men are big sock collectors. And for someone like my brother, I'd probably do an anti-aging kit because Frank has started getting into an anti-aging routine. So that's kind of nice for them to have a little kit to do that. For mother-in-laws, I've gotten her jewelry in the past. Uh, and I just make sure that it's like either sterling silver or, or real gold. But also what's been really popular recently is that blow dryer brush. Like Revlon makes one. And I think blow dry bar makes a fancier one. It's basically the blow dryer with the brush attached on the end. Uh -huh. So you can give yourself a blowout really easily without having to go to the salon. That Dyson blow dryer is like a variation of it, but it's like $500. So maybe if you don't want to get that high up in price, the... Revlon one or the Conair one, those are usually around $30 whenever Amazon has them on sale. Or if you know what their favorite scent is or signature scent they wear a lot of, I think that's always a great practical present because they're going to get more of it anyway. So you might as well get them a nice new bottle for Christmas. I've also really liked subscription boxes. So let's say they're a big wine person 
or they're really into golf. There is now a subscription box for everything, literally any hobby under the sun. And then if you have a friend who's kind of like me, I really like it when people gift me things that aren't gifted to me. For instance, the first year I went over to their house, my in-laws asked me what I wanted. And I said, a flock of chickens. <laughs> so I sent you a deserving family. And they were like, what? Oh, I got you. I thought you wanted a flock of chicken for yourself. <laughs> no, no. There's several different charitable organizations where they will send a flock of chicks to a poor family in a third world country. And it really helps because they can raise the chickens, they get eggs, they can sell chicks later, they can get meat, and it really can help a family come up in the world. I like gifts like that, or I've gifted a friend of mine who's like-minded trees to offset her carbon footprint. So like things like that to me mean a lot more or experiences for me mean a lot more. So those are kind of what's on my list. What about for you? Yeah. So kind of along that same line you were talking about with the charitable stuff, that's something that I have learned from my sister because she did that every year with my nephews, my boys, when they were younger, where they would sponsor a family Mm -hmm. every Christmas the boys would get to help shop for the Christmas presents, wrap them and then deliver them and and spend time with the family. It's just a wonderful experience for my nephews growing up. And that's something that I'm introducing to my girls this year. One of the things that is on my list to do with the girls is that we are working with, and they have these organizations really in a lot of different cities known by a lot of different names, but basically you can put together a backpack that has from toothbrush, toothpaste to diapers and formulas. And it's for kids who are going into the foster program. A lot of time they leave their situation with just the clothes on their back. Mm -hmm. And these backpacks are really the only thing that they have that they could call their own. I guess I want them to learn that Christmas isn't just about what am I getting, but it's also about what am I able to give. But, you know, besides that, for my nephews, now that they are in college, and even when they were in high school, I would give them money, straight up money. And they love it. As far as I could tell, I've never had any complaints. And my sister has really, again, brought into the idea that experiences means more than just material things. And so one of the recent Christmas, we went back to Houston to visit. And as part of their present for my daughter, she took them and did all sorts of stuff. I remember one night we did this whole Christmas light exhibit. And, you know, for my daughters at the time, they were three and five. It was just the most magical thing for them. The whole family went. And so that was just a lot of fun to spend time together. And for myself and my husband, We've kind of made it this rule that if we are giving them some kind of toys, we want it to be somewhat educational. For example, Mm -hmm. we do a lot of STEM toys like science, technology, engineering and math. And those are simple things like Lego or magnet tiles or Lincoln logs. But I mean, I think food is another good thing to gift. I have this one co-worker where every year her husband would bake these, oh my gosh, so delicious cookies. And Mm. I mean, I'm sure it takes them a lot of time and effort, 
But it's such a nice little thing. And it's like sharing an experience with somebody, this experience of eating this food. I definitely agree. Anyone who wants to give me food, (laughs) email us for my address. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we've reached the end of this week's Easier with a Friend episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we hope this is a lovely and safe holiday season for you and yours. If you've enjoyed this episode, remember to reach out to a friend today and catch up with their holiday plans. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend, on our Facebook page, Easier with a Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com. Check our website, easierwithafriend.com, for today's transcript and links to gift ideas.